A reading from John 6, 60-69. On hearing it, many of his disciples said, This is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, Does this offend you? Then what if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of the Spirit and life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe, for Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. He went on to say, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled them. From this time many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. You do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the twelve. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. Well, uh, Jesus is aware that his message is um, not being well received by everybody. He's not playing Mr. Nice Guy anymore. You know, just a couple of paragraphs previous, he's like, I am the bread of life. All you have to do is look at me and you have eternal life. And now he's like, chew on this. <laughs> this is hard to swallow. And um, this phrase is really kind of, as a preacher, this, this phrase is haunting to me where it says, his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Many of his disciples no longer followed him. Um, I think I spent years in ministry trying to avoid moments like this, trying to make everybody happy, so to speak, only give them sort of universally accepted words from the Bible. Um, but, you know, through a series of events, including the pandemic uh, and, you know, political backdrop during the pandemic, I realized, hmm, that's not going to work. Sometimes there's there's things that have to be said from the Bible that are not going to please everybody and you're going to lose some people. But you, you have to choose. Are you going to say it? Are you going to try to still keep everybody happy? And so I think over the last few years now, call it four years, um, I've really had to make that choice as a communicator. Now, I'm, I'm speaking as a preacher. I know most of our listeners aren't preachers, but we are all followers of Christ who has, you know, sometimes he has a hard word that's not going to make your friends or neighbors or cousin happy. And so the choice is like, okay, are we going to continue sinking our teeth into, to stick with the metaphor, sinking our teeth into this hard, hard saying, um, or are we going to try to, you know, play nice <laughs> with everybody else in the sandbox? And sometimes the offense of the gospel, like Lauren said yesterday, is the singularity of it. It's the um, Jesus saying, I am the only way to the Father. And you have to stick with that. But um, Lauren, what do you think when you hear this? Yeah, what stands out to me is kind of what you were ending on there, um, which is Simon Peter answering Jesus saying, Lord, to whom shall we go? Hmm. And there is, when I read this, I, I sense such a, a desperation hmm. in him. And really, that's the, the question that all Christians, we have to ask ourselves eventually, right? Lord, to whom shall we go? Is it the things, you know, is it my job? Is it my family? Is it whatever it is? Do we go there and, and eventually find that that's not going to give us eternal life? Right. Um, 
And then I think eventually we all come to this place where we, as Christians, we say, you know what, there's no other place I can go to, to, to get this bread of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the the motivation now as Christians, right, to go out and to to give these hard truths. Because if we don't fall back on the fact that we know this truth that Jesus is the bread of life, then all of the words that we say to people, whether they're nice, pleasant, or hard, kind of fall flat. So uh, both of you, um, how do you get a congregation of people who come to church um, to move out of their pew beliefs into a a deeper understanding of who Jesus really is. Um, How does that happen? Because it, I mean, I, I um, understand that all preaching uh, from the church is preaching about Jesus but is it sufficient for the church to be truly dynamic and truly going out into the world rather than walking away like the 72, but going out into the world and, and sharing uh, the joy and uh, in the belief that Jesus is the Lord? Um, I, I see something of a, a, a chasm between uh, the pulpit people of the pulpit and people of the pews, not so much in Sandwich, but I've, in other churches that I've attended in the past. Yeah, I, I what I think I'm seeing, and I'm glad that Lauren is sitting here because she works with the youth every day. I'm seeing a trend that in the younger generations, there's already an awareness of that desperation, that word that Lauren used a couple of minutes ago. They're, these young people, they're pretty aware of how broken the world is. Mm-hmm. I mean, they endured um, the pandemic at a young age and they're looking around like, oh, I've heard the narratives that culture is offering and they don't seem to help. And so they're, they're much more receptive to this deep um, satisfaction that can be found only in Christ than the older generations, you know, my age uh, and older. Or my age, we have all really- this. We have all this skepticism and we have all this education and blah, blah, blah. But these young kids, man, their education was pandemic and the loneliness they felt and the um, emptiness of the narratives of this world. And so I think I think the answer to your question might be easier than it seems, at least in the younger generations. I like that. And, um, you know, what we witnessed a few weeks ago in the confirmation. Yeah, Yeah, the confirmation was really awesome. It was it was yeah, not only that's what we're hearing full, those but... types of themes yeah that we heard from those confirmands that's what we're hearing from young people like across the board i just tried to imagine because we're, we're talking about a generational issue here in a funny kind of way and i was just trying to imagine as i was sitting and listening to the three or four who got up to speak um i said there is no way that i ever could have done that it was yeah. not in my education. It was not in my uh, what I was uh, taking in as as beliefs. Um, it, it just was. N- it would never have happened. But uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, I was so impressed with what I was seeing and hearing. Mm. 